Internal research by Australia's Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade shows that 40% of its completed aid projects in 2021 to 2022 were found to be unsatisfactory. This is a significant increase on the previous period analysed, which may be due to improvements in the measurement processes. The Development Policy Centre at the Australian National University has been assessing the figures and says they are concerning. Terence Wood told Don Wiseman there has to be some serious and considered reappraisal of projects. 40% of completed aid projects in recent years have been assessed as unsatisfactory. Their assessments of their ongoing aid projects are more positive. It's concerning, certainly. I don't think it can be read as suggesting that all aid, Australian aid fails to achieve any good, but certainly quite a significant number of Australian aid projects right now are failing to live up to expectations. In terms of that, how is that defined? How is dissatisfaction defined in this case? Basically, like, have they achieved the outputs and outcomes that they have expected? So something could still be unsatisfactory, but have achieved something, delivered some good, but it just hasn't lived up to expectations. Yes, so it could be 90% satisfied, for instance. Yes, although given the nature of self-appraisal, I suspect people in DFAT would probably be happy to, uh, to call something that was 90, 90% satisfactory, satisfactory. Armed with this information, what should DFAT be doing with it? They really need to engage in some serious and considered reappraisal of projects which haven't been performing well. And some of that appraisal could be sort of quantitative or statistical. They could look at sectors, try and identify sectors where aid has been underperforming or parts of the world, which is something we've already done for them. We know that it doesn't perform as effectively in the Pacific, for example. And then some of it should be more qualitative and based on looking at individual projects very carefully, maybe looking at a group of individual projects and trying to get a good sense of what it might be that's causing those projects to underperform. We know that Australia is providing less money for aid than perhaps it has at stages in the past, percentage-wise. But it's still an enormous amount of money. So when you've got a 40% unfavourability or a 40% unsatisfactory level, you're talking about a lot of money potentially having been wasted, aren't you? Well, you do have to put it in context, though. Uh, less than 1% of Australian federal government spending is devoted to foreign aid. So compared to the amount of money that Australia spends on all things during a year, the amount of money that it gives to aid, and I suppose the, the subset of that uh, amount of money which is going to aid projects which are underperforming is pretty small compared to overall Australian government spending. So it's not as if the Australian government is squandering vast sums of money on inadequate aid projects at present. However, then again, compared to relatively measly amount of money that the Australian government devotes to foreign aid, it is worrying that quite a significant number of projects are underperforming, certainly. And when we think about the countries of the Pacific, for example, countries which are really quite dependent on Australian aid, it is a worry and it does suggest that Australia really needs to up its game in this area. Do we know of areas where there have been failures and the reasons why there have been these failures? In our report, in the concluding section of the report, we actually list some of the um, larger unsatisfactory investments 
However, from our position outside of the aid program, it would be very hard to sort of speak you through the specifics of any individual failure. What you really need to do is speak to DFAT or get a hold of a detailed evaluation of a project which is underperformed. And, and then from that information, you might be able to get a better sense of what's gone wrong. I noticed one here was education in Papua New Guinea. Uh, Australian aid spending on education in Papua New Guinea didn't perform particularly well. And that's a worry, of course, given that Australia's investment in education in Papua New Guinea is significant and important to Papua New Guinea. On the other hand, it's not wholly unexpected, given that Papua New Guinea is a pretty troubled country right now, and governance in Papua New Guinea is pretty poor which means that any sort of engagement in, in a large endeavour such as trying to strengthen the school system in Papua New Guinea is always going to be difficult. Okay, so how does the Australian aid programme improve its performance? Right, so they need to do several things. First, they need to invest. Let's just focus on the Pacific for a second here, which is the most difficult part of the world that Australia spend a lot of aid in. They need to really focus on carefully learning the context of the countries in the region and really carefully tailoring their aid to make it as suitable as possible to the, those country contexts. Then they need to invest a lot more in high-quality evaluations of their aid, own aid projects so that, uh, in addition to simple numbers, which rate whether projects are satisfactory or not, they can get some real detailed information about why projects are succeeding or failing. And then they also need to invest in their own staff expertise. They need more aid workers. Right now, uh, too much of Australian aid has been managed by diplomats. need uh, many more specialist aid workers in the aid program, people who are capable of taking on board tricky projects and making them succeed. Are there are plenty of those people around? Yes, definitely. They had a large number of very skilled aid workers back in the AusAid days, just when they got rid of their aid program and integrated it into DFAT, they lost quite a lot of that skill.